Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are in first, Second Corinthians chapter eleven. As we read, I will stop and give some exp explanation of some of the things that Apostle Paul was dealing with, that he was writing about, and I pray that the Lord will give you understanding of this. Now you get up chapter eleven of Second Corinthians. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed, bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What is he talking about? He's saying he's jealous over the believers because some, some, some of them are going out of the way to some other things. And he's saying, it looks like the serpent is beguiling them. Just like he's beguiling. As for, for if he that cometh, that is somebody that's coming, that means that are teaching them something that seems to be making them get into the idea that I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for this, I'm for that. That's what he's referring to. He that cometh, anybody, not talking of Apollos alone, who has come after and when they say I'm for Apollos, other people will come later also. Say, if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a witch behind the very chiefest apostles. But do I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge? But we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. So it's wonderful that if people come by and teach other things, that is contrary to what we have preached, he said, you may have to bear with them. That means they are, they are not granted in the word of God, they will begin to get themselves confused. He said, I'm not, I'm not, don't say it's apostle so 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 from Jerusalem. So it's what he says seems to contrary what Paul says. Say that if you receive something else that we have not presented, then you, you in another place they should be a cause that brings something different than what foundation he has already presented to them. Because the foundation he laid down, go Holy Ghost came upon them with that foundation. For somebody come and try to lay a different foundation and say he's serving the same Holy Ghost, he said you better be, be careful and watch. Now this is what he was talking about, and then he went for that. Have I come that's for seven? Of first, second chapter 11, have I committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? 
I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man, for that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. Why was he talking about not being burdensome to them? He, he, that's the way Apostle Paul defended himself that even though he started this church, he would go away and when he come back and he was not burdensome to them, but these other people were making them labor, supplying money and going to these new teachers and it looked like they are now linked to these teachers if they are doing the right, they are better than Apostle Paul. And when, the way he was presented, said that, look, I was not burdensome to you, does not mean that what I preached to you is not valuable. Like some people say, if you buy this thing, you value it. So the one we preach, give to you free of charge. If you don't have spiritual eye, you throw it away. I just got this one on the street free. Like people give you tract free or give you a book, which give our books out freely. People may despise the book they got freely, but they are not wise. If you despise the book of the gospel that we give to you free of charge, because you didn't pay anything for it, so you don't think it's valuable. The one you pay a lot of money for, you are thinking that's how valuable. That's perhaps the way you can look at what Apostle Paul said. Say, I, I preach the gospel to you for free. So you are not thinking, I'm not as valuable as those who came and take money from you to preach this thing, that to teach you something. He said, I rob other churches to do you service. So that's why I use that analogy that when you get, get books from people, like, uh, ministry like us, and it's free. If you don't value what is inside it, you think, oh, this is not worth anything because you got it free. And you think the one you pay a lot of money for in the bookstore or some ministry that collect money from you to give them their your book, their book. You think that must be valid because you pay a lot of money for it also. Whereas what they have put in their book may not even have any 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 message that is worth what they're paying for. But because they promoted the book. And you are despising the one that you got for free. Be wise. Because the Lord said the gospel is preached freely. That's what Apostle Paul said. He said he preached gospel freely, but it's valuable. Somebody already paid for it. Christ paid for our salvation. Don't take it lightly either. The salvation Christ paid for with his own blood. He has paid for it. That's why he was free for you. But don't despise it because you didn't, you didn't pay anything at all. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Verse 10, as the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I have, I love you not, gospel, God knows it. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that we are in the glory, they may be found even as we. Verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no matter. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So Apostle Paul is have some people in mind when he was writing this letter that he has heard they have come among the churches of Corinth when he was not there, that claimed to the apostles too from Jerusalem or wherever they come from, and they are preaching things that seem to be contradicting what Apostle Paul as later, it has to do with all in those generations. Remember, they are talking about meat that they should eat and they should not eat. And some people say you want to circumcise, you must not become circumcised. If they come around and they forcefully preach it because they, they are bold and they come, people begin to shake and shake their mind and say maybe Apostle Paul was not right. 
that was what he was now writing letter to them and, and addressing. That if this some people came to you and he said they are false apostles, deceitful workers, that's what he said in verse 13. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. You say, who is right then? If those people came to Babylon, look at what the Lord Jesus said in the book of Revelation, chapter 2. When he said, some of the said he told the church of Ephesus. He said to the angel of the church of Ephesus. And he said, So you have been able to prove that these people are false. And yes, which means Christ supported Apostle Paul in, in, in fighting to find that those people actually are false. Let's read it in, in, the, in the letter of Apostle, the, the book of Revelation, chapter 2, where geologists revealed to Apostle John, verse 2 of chapter 2, verse 2 said, unto, verse 1 said, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? The church of Ephesus, the angel is the minister. And he said, This thing right is on right, said he that older the seven thousand is in his right hand who walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. But since I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and now thou cannot bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. See that, which means the Lord was revealing this to Apostle John. Calling the angel of the church of Jesus, that's representing Apostle Paul, was represented by the angel of the church of the Ephesians, because it was the one that was uh, confronting these people in the days of the Ephesian church and the Corinthians. And that's what we are reading in this chapter of Corinthian letter, where he said, These are false, he was now identifying these people that came around and saying they were false apostles. And that's what the logic was confirming in the book of Revelation that you have identified them as false and they are actually false apostles. Because also means God sent them, Jesus can send them to go and do what they are doing. They may even be believers if they put those doctrines upon themselves to go and preach it when Christ has not sent them to preach that doctrine that is not right, then they are becoming false apostles. He said they are deceitful workers. Verse 14. Apostle Paul went further in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and said, No marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. Whose end shall be according to their works. Verse 16. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me, that I may boast myself. If you want to boast now of what he has accomplished, how he has stood for Christ, how he has suffered for Christ, to show that he is truly a sent one by the Lord. And what is his resume? You see, all his suffering is his resume. That's what we're going to see in verse 17. The that which I speak, I speak, if not, he said, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly. Why God says it's foolishly? Because it is foolish to be boasting. The Bible says in another place, in the book of Proverbs, say, let another man praise you and not your own lips. That's in the book of Proverbs. Let another man praise you and not your own lips. And that is the word of wisdom. So if he's now praising himself, he'll be like, you are foolish to be praising yourself. So that's why I say, I know this thing, I'm just going to be foolish for a while. So listen to this, that's why I wanted to tell him. Say verse, verse 19. As it is a sin that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise. For ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take off you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. Say, you are glad about that also. Verse 21. He said, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. I'll be wearing forever and he's bold. He said, I speak foolishly. I'm bold also. Are they bold? I'm bold also. But he says he's praising himself right now as like a fool. 
so that they can listen. He said, I want you to listen to my testimony also. So that even though it's like you are praising yourself, they will say, you speak of yourself, your testimony is not right. He said, that's like foolishly thinking, talking about myself, I want to say so that you know what I have experienced. So that's what he was saying there. And the verse 23 started, he said, are they Hebrews? I mean, these people that came to your midst and preached and said, we are from Jerusalem. We know this thing. You guys are gentle. We are from Jerusalem. And yet they are preaching heresy because they came from Jerusalem. Some of them could be Sadducees. We don't believe that. And they mix among them. He said, they came among us on our way. That's what our Jews wrote about it. So some people have sneaked in on our ways. He said, well, if you can't beat them, join them. That's what the devil did. If you can't be these uh, so-called disciples, join them and preach your own doctrine. That does not believe Jesus, but just preach it as if you are preaching for Jesus. And you say, Moses is the most messenger. And they begin to push Moses up. And that is what the devil was trying to do, to, to water the word of God. And uh, Apostle Jesus said, some people came in and are worse. Apostle John also wrote about it that people have come in and are worse among us. Because they are just 12 in Jerusalem, but these people went from among them, followed them grandly. They went and began to preach in other places where there are churches of Christ and they started bringing their own doctrine that is heresy. And that is where Apostle Paul come confronting with them. And they came and said, We are from Jerusalem. And they said, Let's go back to Jerusalem and resolve this thing. We talk about, you must be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. And they are trying to push Moses again over above Christ. When the voice from heaven told Peter, James, and John said, this forget our Moses and Elijah. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. He's above all. So that is really what what uh, spark all of this this uh, testimony that Apostle Paul is going to give here when he said, "I'm going to speak like a fool, so that you can know that we are they Hebrews." He said, "I'm also Hebrew." So am I. Are they Israelites? Verse twenty-two. So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? He said, "So am I." Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. They claim to be ministers of Christ. I am more ministers of Christ than them. In labors, more abundant. In strifes, above mission. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, often. Why are you talking about negative things? Because Christ died for us. Christ suffered for us. He said, everyone that we, that we, that we working for Christ may suffer and die and give their life or be beaten or crucified or suffer for Christ. That is, a, that is a pattern in that generation. That's, uh, he said that's a, a proof that you are following Christ. Christ said that they will persecute you. If they persecute you, they persecute you. So that's he said, a proof that yes, you are serving Christ. That's what he was saying. But 24 said, Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. That is, many times the Jews arrested him and whip him for preaching what he was preaching. And he, he said, Five times he has been beaten. We do not know those records except that what he said here. 25 said, Thrice was I beaten with rods. Three times. We do not know where that happened, but he wrote it was in his own testimony that he has suffered those while preaching for Christ. So once was I stoned. We remember that one in the book of Acts of the Apostles where they stoned him and thought he was dead. And who, who stoned him? It was in the city called Troas, who after he just called one lame man to stand up and walk, and that man, lame man, became healed and was walking. And the people thought he must be a god. And he said, no, I'm not God. I'm just preaching. And they said, well, the Jews came by and incited the men to stone this man. These people are the deceivers. That's why the Jews that came by tricked these people to stone. And they stoned Paul and counted him as dead and dragged him out of the city as dead. That's why he was saying, referring to, he said, once I was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. You see, three times he has been in a ship where the ship 
capsided when he was going to preach for Jesus. A night and a day I have been in the deep. We don't know when that one happened. Maybe it was when he was coming to Rome. We don't know whether that is what he was referring to because this thing he was writing, we don't know whether it was after he was in Rome that he wrote this or he was writing this before. In journeys often, as he's traveling, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, the Jews that were willing, willing wait for him to kill him for preaching the gospel. In Paris by the heathen, not to talk of the people that don't believe that they're just worshiping the idols. They see somebody that's confronting the idol, they want to kill the person also. In Paris in the city, in Paris in the wilderness, in Paris in the sea, in Paris among false brethren. Which is exactly what he was, this is why he was writing this letter. Some false brethren that came by looking for how they can trap Apostle Paul and, and make him look like he was fake. Verse 27. In weariness and painfulness, in washings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. These are all the things he just listed as his resume for I qualify him to say I am a minister of the gospel. See, beside those things, that he said, beside those things that are without that which comment upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I born not? He said, if I, if I must need glory, I will glory. Of the things which concern my infirmities. Now he said, all of those things I say are glory. So I won't use that as a glory. So he wanted to talk about his infirmities, which people assume that he has some other trouble with his own physical body. And he said, he said, I, I will glory about my infirmities. Verse 31. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forever, knowing that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under arrest as the king kept the city of the Damascus with his garrison. The Cyrus apprehended me, and through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Why? Because he was preaching the gospel. The governor wanted to arrest him. The governor of the town of Damascus. We know about that in the book of Acts of the Apostles when the Bible said, after Apostle Paul was converted by the Lord Jesus Christ on the way to Damascus, and he was now healed and baptized in Damascus, he started preaching in Damascus about that Jesus is the true God. The Jews that he, that would have supported him before, the Jews that don't believe, they started planning against him. They wanted to kill him. The Jews have influence with the governor of the city. They must be the one that uh, make the governor to be looking for a passport with the soldiers. Garrison, to arrest him. So that was what he was referring to. He read that in the book of Acts of the Apostles. So he said, he referred to it as part of his credential to as a believer, as a preacher of the of the gospel of Christ, is suffering for Christ. Now let's go into chapter 12. Because it's not finished yet. He's still going to talk more about his resume. We call it his qualification that this is what qualifies him as a true servant of God. Because the Bible says when you when they require you for my name's sake, you are now in the class of prophets. But if they are speaking well of you. He said, you must be a false prophet. If the governor is shaking your hands and you are the president or the vice, they invite to be the vice president because you are the, you are, you are the, you are a preacher, you are a pastor. Oh, that's why they make you the vice president of the country. Well, maybe you are false, false teacher, false, false, false believer. Most likely will be a false because they are, the, the world is, is praising you. But when you when they persecute you for righteousness' sake, you stand firm for the truth. 
then they will persecute you. That's what Jesus said. If they persecute me, they will persecute you. So many people, you should think you're standing. Are you really standing for Christ? Or you are just using the, the, the church, being going to church, claiming your pastor as a, as a, as a cover-up for your own gain? Think about it. And Apostle Paul is saying, this is how the measure that he, 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 he was a believer, he was a preacher of the gospel, a minister of the gospel. He said, this is how he, he, his resume, his suffering, his suffering for Christ, was the proof that he was a minister of Christ. So if you are not, pre if you are not preaching the thing that make them to, to disagree with you and persecute you, then perhaps you are not really preaching Christ. Because the truth it will make the, the, the darkness tremble and oppose. See, we are light of the world, but when you go into a place where there is darkness, they will resist that light. They will resist it. And if you are in among, let me give an example right now, if you are in the government and you are a believer and you stand for righteousness, the people that are godly, they won't like you and they will persecute you. But if they don't persecute you, maybe you are actually doing the same thing like them. You are also ungodly with them. Corrupted, just like they are corrupted. They are embezzling the government money and you claim to be a minister because but you are part of the government, but you are doing the same thing with them, then you have no mouth to say anything about them also. Then you are actually not persecuted, you are part of them and you will be sorry to stand before Christ condemned. Now we are going to go to chapter 12 of the Second Corinthians. See, it is not expedient for me doubtless to glory. Because he's still talking about glorying in the flesh like a fool. See, I'm going to praise myself like a fool. That's why he just listed all his resume, how he suffered for Christ. He said, I will now come to visions and revelations of the Lord. You want to boast about that also. So I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. Such an one caught up to the third heaven. You go to the third heaven? What do you hear? Trying to talk, talk about things that he has, God has showed to him to make him it's like a wine. When God reveals something to you, it's like make you like a like like wine, make you keep going. Like this is thing is true. He wanted to share it with the believer. I said, Let me tell you something about revelation God has showed to me. So that you can know that God is the one that sent us indeed of all this all this journey that we are doing. Don't, don't think we just pick up a a job like somebody went to college and become a pastor. And you are taking a job, you may not see nothing, you may not hear anything. You're just teaching what you are taught in the Bible college. So now let me tell you, said, now let me tell you about the visions and revelations of the Lord. It will make you know that God sent us on this land. That's why it was. So when we hear when you hear testimonies from our mouth about what the Lord has shown to us, it is the same thing. God, the purpose of God showing it is to make us to be confident in ourselves that we are following the true God who created all things and is revealing these things. So that you are strong enough to keep telling the other people, bold enough to tell other people because this thing is true. And then those who believe, God bless them. So he said, I know a man in Christ for about 14 years ago, whether he say he was caught up to the toilet. What did he say? And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God know it. How that he was caught up into paradise and had unspeakable words, which it is not lovely for a man to utter. People will ask, tell me about that unspeakable word. No, he says it's not love of a man to, to utter. But he's saying that is part of his glory that he has seen things that make him to be confident of whom he's following. And we also have seen something that make us to be confident of whom we are following. The logic does not leave us as if it's only for them in those days. No, up to now, God is revealing things to us so that 
it will make us not just to be wise, but to be confident of what we are teaching, that this thing is the truth. Verse 5 said, Of such one I will glory, yet of myself I will not glory. Some say, I know this man, that I will glory about that man, but I won't glory about myself. But people believe that he was talking about himself, that he was the one that was caught up to the third heaven and to paradise. But whether it was talking about, he was talking about just talking about somebody he knew. I knew somebody. Because people say, well, you, you can be important because of the people you know. Not so, even in the real world, you say, well, if you don't, if you are not, they think you are not important, but if you know somebody that is important, you can walk into his front, into his house. That means you also must be important. Not so. so it's like, that's what he's using. I know somebody that know something then that must make him important they say i'm not going to glory about myself but i'll glory about the, somebody i know know something so that is really what he is trying to use here and say i will not glory about myself but i know somebody that knows something and everybody wants to know something and that is what he's using it so that's a good way to say it, that we may not want to boast about what we have seen but we know somebody that have seen something and told us about it and that is making us to be important also of the secret we kept also it's like saying you are you are you are you have a what you call a top secret knowledge of something so for you to have top secret knowledge of something, you are not the one that is the one that have this the, the thing but you know something that somebody know that they call top secret they don't tell anybody so that's what Apostle Paul is saying that i know somebody that knows some top secret and let that make you important also so that's what he's saying here that I will not glory about myself, I will glory about the man that I know. Verse 7 says, Verse 6, For though I will desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which is yet me to be, or that is yet of me, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. Now I say, he's talking about his own revelation. There was given to me a tongue in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to prophet me, lest I should be exalted above me. He's saying, instead of glory, I will now talk, talk about my afflictions that I am suffering. He said that he was given a tongue in the flesh because of the abundance of revelation that he has received. Like the one you just said, somebody cut to the third heaven that could have make him to be boasting and proud. He said, I can't boast and proud because I have a tongue that I've been praying again and answer has not come yet that will make you humble also people say well i have power i can cast the devil out but now is the devil someone you, you can't cast that one out that will be like humble yourself you are humiliated also if you can cast the devil out of people and yet you are being troubled by something you cannot deal with that one that make you look like a yahoo that's what he's saying that i have an infirmity that i am going to that i cannot boast of that I can boast of that as well. I can boast of all the things I have achieved if I am not from the country. See, messenger of Satan to buffet me. Yes, I should be exalted above measure. But see, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. But the Lord didn't take that thing away. He said, The Lord said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most clearly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. When I am weak, then am I strong. I am become a fool in glory you have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. 
Truly, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and in science and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it? For what is it? They are wherein you are inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me for this wrong. And he said, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. He is saying he is the parent that formed this church in the college of the collector. So that when you come there, he's not coming there to come and grab their money or for them to donate money for him. He so he's coming there to bless them and bless them and bless them. So as I say, the parents have, have laid up things for the children, not the children laid up things for the parents. But he says, I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Verse 16, but be it so, I did not bother you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desire Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you? We speak before God in Christ, that we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come I shall not be find you, when I come I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you, not such as you would not, lest there be debates, envies, wraths, strife, backbites, whisperings, swellings, tumults, unless when I come again my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be will many, which have sinned already, and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. So what he has been saying right now, I'm going to stop this and continue this in the next chapter. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In, in other words, we can say, Faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.